T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear On our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, David Grubb. David's the host of Heart in the Paint podcast. And also he writes for Pelican Scoop, Pelican's writer for Sports Illustrated. Uh, Dave, uh, great having you back on with us. And uh, before I ask a Pelican's question, i got to ask you this. I know you did the television for – uh, Houston, Tulane. For anybody who hasn't watched the Cougars play, of how talented that basketball team is. Um, the best comparison that I will give to that team is those Tom Izzo, Michigan State teams, you know, in the mid-90s, where defensively they could just make you not score for 10 minutes at a time. And they could switch everything. You know, not the biggest guys. They only have one five-star recruit on that Houston team. But all of those guys understand their jobs. Uh, When it's an opportunity for one of them to step up, they do. Uh, And they, you know, Kelvin Sampson, one of the things he told us, and it it just resonates when you have a program, is people change, our values don't. And so Houston recruits a certain type of ball player and they have a mentality, and you see, there's only one team that's won more games than them in the last four years, and that's Gonzaga. And when you're in that kind of number, you're doing something right. Now, uh, you know, David, looking at uh, the Pels tonight, uh, obviously I, I think they're about a three-point favorite against the T-Wolves. Um, I think Minnesota, uh, considering when they got uh, Gobert, that maybe they didn't get what they wanted and where they're at right now, come on, the Pels have to win. Uh, we got to stop this losing streak. And uh, my understanding that Brandon Ingram is coming back. Uh, so, so what did you think? I'm not saying it's a must when you play too many games. But where do you think that right now, considering you're playing at home, and, uh, you know, we're always talking about taking co- uh, care of home court advantage. So, so, so what is your take on the game tonight against the T-Wolves? I mean, I think you could kind of call this a must win, Bobby. I mean, look, this is a three-game homestand. You started off by losing the first. Minnesota's an under 500 team that's missing two starters, and you're playing them at home. You've got to win this game because that's the only way you get a chance of winning this homestand. And as you said, the Pelicans have been a very good home team this season. That's been what's kept them afloat while these injuries have happened because January and February are loaded with road games for them. So they're going to struggle on the road when they're not as deep. But you have to secure those home games, particularly against below 500 teams. And Minnesota's missing Rudy Gobert. They're missing Carl Anthony Towns. You should be able to 
uh, win this game. It will probably be close because historically the Timberwolves and the Pelicans have played really close games. Right. Earlier this year it was a one-point game. Last year uh, Minnesota did very well um, against the Pelicans. So I think it will be a tight game. But if you're the Pelicans, yeah, you can't lose six in a row here at this stretch when you've lost now nine of uh, – well, excuse me, ten of 13. So it's, it's – I think a win tonight is kind of critical. Now, uh, David, uh, I think um, that obviously you want him to knock down the big shot uh, to win the game. Uh, when you look at C.J. McCollum, I think when obviously if we have all hands on deck, uh, whether it be Brandon Ingram and Zion coming back. Uh, but I'm looking at McCollum. He had a, a, what, a team-high 20 points, but he also committed six turnovers. He had five in the first half. Is it maybe sometimes when they're not in the lineup uh, that he's not pressing, but just feels like, I mean, I have to be that difference maker when you don't have a guy like Brandon Ingram and Zion? Yeah, CJ was positioned to be the third guy. You know, he came to New Orleans thinking, man, I can, you know, I'll be the, the help now in a position. I'm on the other side of 30. I've got these two young stars coming up. It's not my burden to carry, but. Over these past 20 games or so, we've seen how much of a load he's had to, to put on his shoulders as really the only shot creator on the roster, uh, both for himself and in a lot of uh, circumstances for others. When you talk about who's going to lead the team in assists on a nightly basis, it has to be CJ right now. So I think that that's, they've asked him to do more than maybe they've wanted to. Um, certainly I think that's also been the case for Jonas. So both of them have been playing heavy, heavy minutes. Right. So it's critical to me that the Pelicans – you know, you have to be healthy by that last 20 games. Um, that's going to be the most important thing. In those last 20 games of the regular season where they can, you know, square these rotations away, get some of those veteran legs down to more 28 to 30 minutes a game um, and, and, and try to build momentum going into the postseason. But right now, yeah, it's too much on those two guys, CJ and Jonas, every night. Now, uh, you know, Dave, when you look at a player development, uh, what is your take uh, right now? Uh, you look at uh, you know, Tyson, you look at Daniels. I mean, he's like a teenager. Uh, boy, how he's what he's brought to the table. But to me, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like Herb Jones uh, has not built upon what he did last year. He's been kind of on a roller coaster up and down. What is your take on Herb Jones where he's at right now? Dave, and I'll throw another one at you too, and that's Trey Murphy. Because we had heard so much talk about, uh, you know, he might be the most improved player on this team from a year ago. And we see it in spurts, but it's not consistent. So kind of adding on to the the Herb comment also, too, about Trey. Well, I'd say the thing right now is we're seeing inconsistency for a lot of the guys um, in their second year. Since his 38-point game, Jose Alvarado's been inconsistent. Herb, um, I think you can look at injuries being a part for him and the fact that Herb is supposed to be an off-the-ball guy, but those without B.I., without Zion, it's a lot harder for him to do that because defenses don't react the same way. I think that's a part of it. Um, Trey has been the most frustrating for me. I, I agree. I felt uh, like I agree with you. Yeah, I felt like Trey should have been – you know, he, he's supposed to be the scorer coming off the bench. This, um, I think he's, you know, th- there's still time for him to develop his game. He's, he's second year. I'm not worried in that regard. But I, the thing is, I think he's been more hesitant than I thought, um, especially in attacking the basket. He has settled for the jumper a little bit too much for my, for my taste. I think he could take one dribble, get into the mid-range, and knock down a shot. He's six foot nine, six ten, with an incredible, uh, you know, reach with his arms. So 
So I think he has to diversify his game a bit more. But we've seen progression in guys like Najee Marshall. Yeah. You know, he, he's playing starter caliber basketball um, this season in his third year. So we've seen him get better. But I think you also have to look at you have not seen progression in Jackson Hayes, and yet he's getting lots of minutes. Yeah. So basketball, I think, is a lot harder than other sports to progress during the season because games are so on top of each other, and it's really about what you do in the offseason. I think when you look at Jackson Hayes, you can tell he didn't work at the mental part of this game in the offseason. I think some of the other guys are struggling with roles. They're struggling with fame. They're struggling with people expecting more of them now. And that is part of their growth in their sophomore seasons. But that is so critical to why you have to have Brandon Ingram. You have to have Zion Williamson. And you have to have healthy C.J. McCollum and and, um, Jonas Valanciunas around them. Because when you get to the playoffs, you can't be relying on your second and third year guys. Now, uh, David, I want your opinion on this. When you look at, um, and I think you might be a young player, I want to be 100%. Because I want to be able to be the player I know I am at 100%. But then look at all the games like LeBron James uh, and all the number of games that he's played. When I look at B.I., Brandon Ingram, sideline 29 consecutive games, I don't know. you got to be able to run. He had a, a left toe sprain, and he wanting to be 100%. They look at Zion with his hamstring and all that. But then I look at like even uh, comparing to the NFL. I know the NBA plays 80-plus games. Uh, but then all of a sudden you got Patrick Mahomes with a high ankle sprain. What? That's like a broke ankle. That's four to six weeks. And you are you playing this week or you're not playing this week? What is your opinion when you look at like dealing with injuries, whether it's the NFL or the NBA? And uh, I, I don't know how you could truly judge a player and their tolerance for uh, uh, their tolerance for pain, whatever. But I look at Bi. Okay, I, I don't want to say enough's enough, but 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 we need him. And uh, he's finally going to look like he's going to play against the T-Wolves tonight. But what is your take as far as maybe a younger player or a player right now? Oh, if I'm not 100%, I'm not playing. David, the other part of that, too, is Anthony Davis, who has missed mm-hmm. a ton of time, looks as though he's, he's going to play tonight. Hurt, but he's always But, hurt. again, we can never judge, I think, someone's tolerance of pain. Uh, right. and and how to play. And so uh, just elaborate on that, but it is expected that Anthony Davis is going to play tonight, and that's a guy that's missed a ton of time, and I know one thing, the Lakers want him on the court. Mike, I mean, you know, the guy I always think about this is Andrew Tony. Yep, you know, that's true. I, I always think about Andrew Tony, and I remember Charles Barkley talking about, you know, Andrew Tony was, he said he's, that's the most talented player he ever played with. And his feet ended his career because, you know, people thought he was lying about the level of pain that he was in, essentially. And I remember Charles Barkley saying he touched his foot one time and, and tears just started rolling down uh, to Andrew Tony because of the amount of pain he was in. I will never get inside another person's brain and, and judge what right. their competitiveness is. But I will say this. I think we have to reach a happy medium. I don't want anybody to put, you know, like I said, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. Right. If you can't play, you shouldn't be out there. If you're going to hurt your team or potentially hurt yourself worse, I don't think you should be out there. But I think there is a point of, for all players. When we talk about the greatness of players, the reason we look at the greatest of the great is because of the things that they overcame and the things that they were willing to sacrifice to continue to play. We know that guys like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, probably shaved time off of their careers 
by playing through things that they maybe shouldn't have. We, you know, we just had the anniversary of Kobe playing an entire half right. against the Hornets with yep. his left hand because he had a dislocated right shoulder. Yep. So that's, I think, if Brandon Ingram, that's the question you have to ask yourself. That's what any player has to ask. Can I gut this out and play and be effective even if I am not at 100%? Because to me, and the understanding that I've gotten from professional athletes over the years, is that the day after the first day of training camp, nobody is at 100% right. for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, sorry, I remember Stan Brock, the old Stan Brock, the mountain man from Oregon Play University of Colorado. And I remember reporting that. This is in you know mid-'80s and all that, and asking him, uh, how you feeling? He goes, I'm not worried about how I'm feeling because I know it's all downhill from here until <laughs> yeah. uh, come uh, like the new year, uh, like uh, January, and hopefully it's like uh, well into January. So yeah, I mean, uh, no, but it's different, uh, you know, when uh, how you run up and down and and, and a basketball player versus the NFL and a lineman, whatever. But it, it, you never could judge a, a tolerance for pain. But David, how about this? All I know is uh, I think he was questionable last night. Uh, you look at the Joker, uh, Nikola uh, Jokic. I mean, he's a two-time reigning, MV- uh, reigning MVP. I don't know. He's supposed to maybe be hampered. He scored 25 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists. Well, you hate to see him uh, if he uh, was really yeah. healthy, right? And I'm saying like he was, hurt to, he was hurt to me, and he can't jump six inches off the ground. And I think that's, that's the, to me, that's the genius of great basketball players is that when you learn how to do it without your physicality, you know what I mean? That's that's the key is to learn how to do it without all your all your abilities there because it is a mental game. How do you get to your spot without your explosiveness? How do you exploit matchups in a different way? And I think that's what Joker, uh, Jokic figured out last night, and that's what you know his career is about is about his mental preparedness and knowing when to exert himself in what ways. You know he knows he can't do the same things defensively when his his feet are hurting. So you position yourself differently. You run differently. You do the things. You expend your energy differently. And I think we're looking at the Pelicans this year, and you see it feels like every little injury for all those things, they still seem to linger. And and that is frustrating, I think, to Pelicans fans after all the investment that was made in the health of this team and bringing in Aaron Nelson. And you're still seeing four years into this, these heavily lost games for the New Orleans Pelicans. So you wonder how much of it is Pelican-specific and how much of it is the league-wide trend of guys sitting out. Because everybody who played last night for the Nuggets is sitting out tonight. <laughs> right, right. That's exactly. True. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Time management, well, yeah, right, yeah, David? Game management, time management. <laughs> time that's what management. they call it, yeah. Dave, thanks so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it, and we'll have you back real soon. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure, guys. Y'all have a great one. All thanks, right. David. David Grubb, a host of Hard in the Paint podcast, also on Pelican Scoop. Uh, which is Sports Illustrated SI for the New Orleans Pelicans. We'll be back with our Pick 6 Championship Week selections right after this break on the Big 870. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.